it seem like no matter how hard you try, things just don't seem to get any better for you? You're just always stuck in average. Every year, you have the same New Year's Eve resolution, and still nothing changes. You get the same results over and over every year. Well, today, I am going to show you why, and I'm going to show you how to avoid the hit-and-miss random average life. Not only is this powerful, but it's easy, and it's life-changing. Get ready to attract your best life. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Okay, so I've been real excited about doing this one. Today's title is Imagination, the Secret to Rising Above Average. Megan, hi. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you today? Fantastic. How good. about you? Oh, I'm really good. I'm super excited about this title, too. Rising Above Average. You know anybody that's just average? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. well, I've got a question for you. Okay. All right. Now, so you are, you are a world-class violinist. So I'm curious. You often, and, and I know this from experience, this is how we, this is how we met, but you, you improv when you play often. And so I want to know, do you ever use imagery or your imagination while playing? Mm, um, oh, that's kind of a funny question. I actually don't at all. Wow, really? Yeah, it's com- one million percent ear. Yeah. Just the sounds. I mean, it's absolutely just connecting with sounds. the sound. Yeah. So do you imagine to hear or do you hear what you're, I mean, do you get out ahead of what you're playing with the imagination? Um, that's a good question. So I'm putting you on I've, the spot here now. You really I, are. I did not give, I did not give her a heads no. up as to what I was going to ask. And, and, you know, as I'm just thinking through it, honestly, for the first time, cause I've never mm. really analyzed that. But as I'm thinking through it, I'm, I'm realizing that I really imagine, um, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Well, no, and, and this is I improv. Imagine, you know, you're you're playing by ear, so yeah, you're listening I'm, to play. But I'm playing by ear. But I'm also, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely have, I guess, a visual in my mind of almost like a like a chart. It's not a chart though. It's like it's almost like I have places in my mind where those notes go, and I visualize the placement mm-hmm. of those different notes. Almost like a like if you can imagine like a wave form on you know mm-hmm. like a yeah. like an audio board or something and so I see that quite a bit but the violin is a very unique instrument in that you could play it perfectly without hearing it because the vibration really? that you feel through your neck is probably more you, uh, you you ping off of that more than you realize well that's interesting and so that's it's just a different experience I think mm-hmm. than a lot of other instruments yeah, and well, you know that's how we met. You you answered an ad many many years ago. I was looking for a violinist, <laughs> a and newspaper you came out, ad you know, of all things too. Yeah, you showed up, and uh, and as I recall, the audition was that you just play by ear into along uh, with a piece that uh, something that I had composed. So I know that there's no way you had heard it before. Yeah, and we played for twelve minutes, a yes. twelve minute piece. And, that was and, wonderful, and, and I had I actually hadn't played in. 
in a couple years before that because I got really burned out on music and classical music because I had overstudied it a little bit in college. And so it just kind of burned it out for me. But then when we played together, it was so refreshing and it was so exciting and it really kind of breathed new life into into that process. Yeah, and with the reason I'm asking is because, you know, and, and you know, we've had the conversation many times that that's how I play. And I do yeah. imagine to see things and, and then I create the music to go along with the vision of what I'm imagining to see. So that's a whole different thing for me. Well, and and I think it's interesting too, because like with the violin, for example, you don't have specific keys that you're hitting. So on the piano, like if you hit a key, that specific note's going to, it's almost like a button, if you will, like Mm -hmm. on a keyboard, you Mm -hmm. know, it's almost like a button, but on the violin, I mean, most of your visualization for me, for me personally, is imagining the actual violin itself because I'm, I'm ma- imagining ahead where my fingers are going because there, there's no indication of where they should go. Well, I think the imagination is an amazing thing. And yeah. I sort of, I, I'd like to think of it as the, the, the playground for colors. Uh-huh. And uh, it was where they all come together and just swirl around and create imagery and sound. And yeah. And I have to, now I do have to say this, when I had to learn really, really long pieces, memorize long you know, 12 and 15 minute classical pieces, I would um, create a story that would weave me through the piece. There you go. All right. That's imagination. That's imagination. It would, but that was yeah. more like to cheat, you know? <laughs> like, kid, and that's what I love about kids too. You know, just, you just spent time with your niece. I did, yeah. And who's one of the most imaginative kids. You know, she's five years old. And yeah. oh my gosh, she just shows so much creativity through her Absolutely. imagination, doesn't she? She's in her own world. She reminds for sure. me of you. Yeah, you know. Right all <laughs> roads lead right back to you. Yeah. Oh, it's all about me. <laughs> not not that I'm a narcissist or anything, but it's all about me. <laughs> right. Well, imagination is where we show inventiveness and creativity, and I believe that's where it comes from. And Einstein's imagination it let him see the relationship between space and time and energy and it's how he defined relativity and it's an interesting thing too because you really i mean you really can't help but use your imagination even if it's on a very boring level you know you're you're going if you're going to the grocery store later you without realizing it see yourself there and you mm-hmm. you sort of like pre presuppose the things that you're about to do and experience even. Well, that's the way that we're wired. Everybody comes into the world as a believer, imagining something. And if you don't believe that, well, you're imagining to not believe that. And so (laughs) there are different levels of belief. And then there are people that actually they never get to a level or a place of creatively believing to imagine a greater thing than what they are used to seeing. And that's a great point. So there's, you know, there's the day-to-day imagination that I think is so innate in us, but then you're making a good a good point of that there's a creative imagination where mm. you are, you know, being creative and creating new things in that place. That's interesting. Well, Imagination advanced humankind, think about it, through the dark ages all the way to our present state. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for imagination, we, we would still be where we began. Oh, absolutely. There would have been no advancement at all. <laughs> we would still be doing whatever they were doing back in, in the day. Well, just think about animals. You know, they, they dream about the things that they've done that day, like 
So they're, do they? Well, yeah, that's what supposedly they do, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if they, they dream about chasing balls and eating and uh-huh. running. But yeah. I just I guess I'm just saying, if you have a stunted imagination, <laughs> then you're just forever you'll chasing a, your tail. You'll have a stunted life, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it just repeats. Well, imagination, let's see, it led Columbus to go to America. Imagination led Benjamin Franklin to discover electricity. It imagine, uh, imagination created the steam engine, uh, the telephone, the television, and the automobile. Mm-hmm. All of those were yeah. imagined before they became realities. Well, and, and I love that you're making this sort of differentiation between uh, creative imaginings and then the basic imagination that we all deal with every day on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Because I think that creative imagining, that's that's something that you're put, you're purposing in that. That's where I'm going to take us today cool. is to get into that creative imaginings. I because love that. And, and I love that you made the point that we're always, all of us are imagining just to go to the store you are observing. You observe to imagine. Yeah. And we're going to do a podcast uh, very soon on huh? what is real. Ooh. What is real? Oh my goodness, that's going to be. I'm going to uh, have my questions oh my gosh. locked and loaded. Those are always fun because we get kind of heavy into quantum physics. So. <laughs> I'm like space time continuum go. <laughs> Three, two, one, right. action. <laughs> so, imaginations, those daydreams that you have with your eyes wide open, those are the things that lead to advancing not only the world to perfected completion, but now it's the imagination. Like you're saying, that advances every single person to their best life. Right. So the imaginative child, um, like your niece, who becomes an imaginative adult and then continues to be imaginative, those are the ones that create. Those are the ones that are inventing. Mm -hmm. Those are the artists. Those are the ones that are very successful. Um, The imagination, it can see music. It can hear the rustling of trees in a painting. Yeah. The imagination goes beyond the obvious. Absolutely. And it's, it is so powerful. Um, the imagination is, is an amazing tool. And it does seem like something that you can become proficient in using your imagination. Well, and, and yes, you can. You know, here's the sad thing. Most people go through life, uh, especially as adults, paying very little, if any, attention to the imagination. Mm-hmm. And they just stop, and, and usually they hang it up on the coat rack by the time they turn 18 and leave the house, or, or 12 years old as a child. We all, none of us have a, 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 a much difficulty in the imaginings of a child and running around and playing and pretending, and the, you know, the kids are out pushing the little cars around and playing with dolls and all those things. That's how we are growing and learning. But then sad to say it, somewhere along the way, most people stop imagining like that. And their life looks like they don't imagine anymore. Well, I think as you get older too, that, you know, we all have that mental bandwidth. And as a child, that bandwidth is completely empty. So you can, you can really just spend all of your energy and all of your effort imagining and creating and just focusing on anything you can possibly fathom. And then as you get older, I feel like you, you know, you're, it's almost like your mind gets a little crowded. Yeah, but it, it is such a sad thing to imagine, imagine, to imagine, <laughs> and I have to imagine because I'm certainly not that way, but the person, the adult that's going through life and not using their imagination anymore, the happiest, most prosperous, lively person on the earth today, the creators are those who are imagining for a living, yeah. who are imagining going through their, their life doing that. Those that are, are writing movies and painting paintings and writing books and doing mm-hmm. things using their imaginations. Absolutely. Those, those, those people are just typically having a, a fantastic time of it. And it does seem as you're as you're going through that it's, it sounds like 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it just sounds like the imagination is something that's indicative of you being in that creative purpose that's specific to you. Um, so it's almost as if you can't really say, I'm in my purpose and I'm happy and I'm doing the right thing that I was destined to do if you're not using your imagination. Well, they do absolutely go hand in hand. And the imagination, if you find yourself not having an, an occasion for the imagination, then that's certainly time. You've got to get back to the uh, the basics of what makes you you, uniquely you, yeah. looking within to find the answer to those questions. Do you know who Beatrix Potter is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What an Peter imagination. Rabbit. Yeah, Peter Rabbit. You know, back then in the uh, she had a 17th century house that's been restored and left just like it was. And I was over there in 1991, visited the, the Hilltop house. And it's still full of all of her favorite things. And it appears just like she had just gone out for a walk. It's just full of the imaginations that she used in, in writing her books. Did you go there just for that? And no, I was there on business. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, yeah. Peter Rabbit's oh, house. Oh, it's so cool because <laughs> so she's cool. she's got all you know all of her little books. You can recognize the rhubarb patch and all those places that she wrote yeah, about. But there was so an, cool. an adult living out her dream and using her imagination. And then we've got examples like you know Picasso and Kandinsky, the Russian painter, the art yes. theorist, and who was credited with uh, abstract art. All these people, adults, living their dreams because they they didn't let go of it just because they aged out of childhood. Mm. That's the way it should be. When I think imagination is really interesting, the role it plays in a healthy ego, too. Because like those those artists that you just mentioned, um, you know, they they would have never accomplished even what their imagination, what they were imagining to without imagining themselves as a creative genius um like for example picasso's mother made a point <laughs> that she told him when he was really young you know if you if you were going to be a a soldier you would be a general and if you were going to be a painter you would be a, a creative genius you know whatever he was going to do he was going to be the best and i think imagination plays a huge role in the level of success that you're going to achieve. That's exactly right. And, you know, people always want to know, how does the law of attraction really work? And so that's how we've ended up here today, talking about the imagination and the secret to rising above average. Average is what most people are going through life being and representing. Average is what you end up with when you're not exercising your imagination and expanding it to become more. And it seems like people who stay in that place of average and mediocrity for their life, that instead of activating the real law of attraction, that they're just wishful thinkers. Exactly. They're just wishing. And there's there's no depth. There's no bite to their, to their process. Well, and wishing is not the thing that will attract the desires of your heart. You know, if right. you hear somebody say, well, I just wish I had gone to college. Well, that's not going to attract going to college that's a regret and regrets don't form yeah a regret is nothing more than an expression of being double-minded regret is something it's it's focusing on the negative as opposed to the positive it makes me think of uh, the things that some people will say when they like let's say you don't achieve something and i've heard well i guess you didn't want it bad enough (laughs) (laughs) that's right Uh, no that's not the problem (laughs) 
And, the and, desire's there. Yeah, the desire's there. But you know, there is something to the kinetic belief, kinetic energy that comes with actually desiring something a lot, so much that you will not accept anything less than that. You know, and you've heard it said, the old adage that whoever wanted the, to win the game the most is the one that won the game. Sure. And so there, there is some, a little bit of truth to that, but today well, it's the imagination. Well, and it's interesting how those are, those do seem to be tied together, don't they? Like almost right. as if, okay, if that desire is strong enough, it it will show up and manifest these things because it's manif- because it's causing you to have this unwavering belief. Well, here's how here's how this works. Yeah. When you create a thought form, an imagination, there is an energy to your desire that results in a, a quantum supersymmetry. And it's not to get out, way out here in left field, but I do want our listeners to understand what we're talking about scientifically when we're talking about the law of attraction, because after all, this has been proven in the laboratory. And so this will increase someone's ability to believe for what they're imagining to see. So quantum supersymmetry says that every particle, and I'm talking about a quantum particle now, it has a partner or its own antiparticle. The highest viewpoint of an imagination is one half of a supersymmetric particle. So every, every, let me say it again, every imagination, the highest viewpoint for your imagination, the thing you're imagining to see is one half of the equation. It's just one half of a supersymmetric particle. So the, the partner particle is attracted by an imagination and then it's held to form by the God particle. And that's the universal stabilizer. That's the thing that keeps everything in balance. So that's what that tells us is this has to work. When you are imagining to see something, you're holding that highest viewpoint in the thought form, imagining to see it, you will attract it. You're not going to be the first person to show up that this doesn't work for. Because here's the thing, without the stability of quantum supersymmetry, the universe would just collapse upon itself. Your dreams, your imaginations, they wouldn't materialize. They would just be wishful thinking, like you said. An elite athlete who is imagining to become a professional golfer would never become that if it weren't for quantum supersymmetry. A football player imagining to uh, play in the World Cup would never go to the World Cup if it weren't for quantum supersymmetry. An entrepreneur, somebody that's imagining to start their own business, they would never do it. They wouldn't be able to. Imaginations that are absent supersymmetry, they would just collapse upon themselves. It would never form. You would never get to the thing you're desiring to get to. Here it is. Your bias creates. The thing that you imagine to see, your bias for that creates. So you have a desire, and the substance of which creates a particle in, in quantum mechanics, quantum physics, your desire creates a particle vacuum. The vacuum then works for the law of attraction through quantum tunneling to attract the partner particle, which is going to come in and stabilize your imagination by manifesting your kinetic belief, the thing that you're standing there believing for. You're, not, you're refusing to let go of it. You're refusing to consider an alternative, and you're holding fast to that imagination. Then the partner particle, the other part of that quantum equation comes in, it attracts, it stabilizes the imagination and begins rearranging your circumstances to see what you're believing for. It's a belief that you continue in. So in the simplest of terms, 
whatever you imagine in life and hold in constant thought form not only attracts the life that you are, uh, it has attracted the life that you're now experiencing, the things that you're going through every day, the average doldrum experiences of life perhaps, those are going to be a result of the things that you've been imagining to see. If you look around and you imagine what you are seeing and you hold the thought form of mediocrity, you're going to stay in mediocrity. You're going to continue to attract that same thing. Uh, or if you change what you are imagining to see, then you begin creating a life that you're going to be experiencing in days, weeks, months, years to come that is not anything like what you've been experiencing. So I want to make sure I understand the supersymmetry cor- correctly. So this is that symmetry is not necessarily something that, that we're fulfilling on our own. That's something that the universe is sort of meeting us halfway to to create the symmetry with our belief. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. And, and another way I like to look at this is that we, even though we are creative beings having a natural experience, imagine the, the law of attraction part in manifesting whatever you're desiring and holding to thought form. Let's say that's going to be the super part of your creation, mm-hmm. of what you're creating. Okay. Your part is the natural part because you're in the natural. And so if you hold that thought form in the natural, expecting to see what you are imagining, then sooner rather than later, the super is going to meet your natural. The supernatural then manifests around you. The super is always going to be more than you can think or imagine. That's what's so cool. That's because actually you cannot define your heart's desire. Another way of saying heart's desire is the desire within your subconscious, the area in within your soul that you are not consciously aware of. But it goes back to your original source purpose that you were put on this earth to experience. Everybody has that genius, a creative genius within them that is designed to be an expression of themselves living out your purpose. And the only way you get there is to imagine to see your highest viewpoint of what you think life should look like and then be prepared to receive whatever is the super that's going to show up, that's going to expand your life to become something greater than you could think or imagine. Wow, what a a cool um, thing to visualize that. um, So it it sounds like we are... Our role is the imagination part, like we've just talked about. And then are you saying that the universe or, um, you know, the... I guess it's the universe, but you know, is the other half, is that the physical, the thing that you're believing for coming into the physical? So is your belief, you know, one half and then the the other half is the physical manifestation? Well, let's just break it down to a really simple example of this. Let's say that you've been believing for a new car and let's say that you even imagine that you want, uh, you're going to get a new, uh, uh, I don't know, Mustang, Mm -hmm. brand new Mustang, Okay. 2019 Mustang. So you go down to the car dealer and you're heading down there to get one and uh, you've been imagining it, you've been expecting it, you're planning on it, you are prepared for it, you've already been seeing it in the present tense and grateful for it, you're doing your kinetic journaling and you've been um, holding that thought form and now here comes the time to go down there, today's the day. Yeah. So you go down and you talk to the dealer and he says, oh, by the way, um, I know you like the red Mustang over there, but I wanna show you something I've got in the back, it just came in today. Mm-hmm. And he takes you back there and he says, "This." This is just a, a red Corvette that came in. I mean, it's the same price as the Mustang. And I don't know, you might not be interested in this. But boy, something, something on the inside happened. of you happens and you didn't even know you were looking at a Corvette. And 
Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, you're driving off the lot with a brand new red Corvette. That's the substance of things hoped for that's delivering the super on your natural, your heart's desire that goes above and beyond anything that you could think or imagine. And that's a simplistic way of looking at it. But you can elongate that as an example into every area of your life. Mm -hmm. Be prepared for the unexpected to be greater than what you were imagining to see. And that's a wonderful point because most of us um, are imagining that the unexpected is bad. (laughs) Isn't that true? That's the average person. (laughs) Average lacks imagination. That's exactly right. You know, your phone rings with an unknown number and you're you're like, well, what the heck do they want? Oh gosh, that's funny, isn't it? (laughs) Instead of assuming that they're calling to, to, you know, to give you something positive. I I remember the Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) episode where um, he was talking about how the phone used to ring when he was... Uh, a kid oh, yeah, and would, mm-hmm. yeah, it would ring when he was a kid and he was, you know, somebody deep in the house would just sing, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he said, and but now not today. Your phone rings and you're like, ah, <laughs> you throw it. Don't, don't pick it up. <laughs> you throw it in the sink. <laughs> right. Unplug it. <laughs> yeah. Average lacks imagination. Yeah. You know, it's interesting if, um, and when you look at creative jobs, let's just take work, for example. Um, and the, uh, and I, I just pulled this information right before we started our podcast today. I was just curious, and it was really very telling. Um, the country level income closely related to payroll and population. I pulled it. I was just wanting to know what is the, uh, what's the median average income worldwide? Huh. You know, not the United States, not UK, <laughs> or Europe, just worldwide. Sure. What is the average income? And it's really interesting because it, the the figure that I was given was nine thousand seven hundred thirty three dollars. That's the median per capita household in household income. That's not per person. Oh my gosh! The, the individual personal income is two is two thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars a year, what? according to Gallup metrics. Twenty nine hundred bucks a that year. That makes me feel out of touch. That is the worldwide average annual income. Oh my goodness. Average. Now, and that's why I was interested in it because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we're talking about average today. Average, average worldwide, and, and I know this to be true with uh, law of attraction, kinetic belief, and even in quantum physics, what is average? Average is an average number in uh, world affairs. Average here, taking uh, the, the income level, uh, population income, average uh, results, metrics is 2920 bucks. So, when you then parlay that into uh, imagination and, and understanding that average lacks imagination, and that's what we know when we're <clears throat> talking about the world's elite um, uh, wealth builders and artists and inventors and all those people that use their imagination to achieve these great things, to attract these wonderful things in their life, they move out of average. Well, and, and I found this to be really cool too, according to official data, creative industries in the UK continued, and I, I didn't know this. this, I found this to be fascinating, it continued this power of, of growth in the UK's workforce last year, adding new jobs to the UK at twice the rate of the rest of the economy, and that is in creative industries. In other words, industries that are related to movies and music and recording and internet and games and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But then there's an estimated 2,040,000 jobs in the UK, and 75% of those are in creative industries, which are developing new jobs faster than any other sectors in the UK. And now here's the thing that is really telling about that. 
The average salary for a creative job in the UK is 47,000 pounds Wow. Annually, so you compare that number. And I don't know what the the uh, transition or translation is to dollars. Not that it matters, but forty seven thousand is, is probably fifty five thousand dollars, something probably, like that. Yeah. So forty seven thousand five hundred pounds average annual income for someone that's using their imagination versus two thousand nine hundred dollars average for somebody that's not. Wow, interesting. And, and average, I love the idea of getting into that. As we're discussing it, it's just you're being we're, we're all being reminded that average is the collective. You know, average is always going to represent the masses, the the majority of people, and we're we need to be working to be like you always say in that one percent, in that minority group, that's imagining the greater, that's imagining above average. Well, and this is how you rise above average is by using the imagination, and. To, and this is this is what's so cool about it too. Is this anybody can do this? Every single person on the planet is a creator. You have the ability on the inside of you to become far greater than what you are now. We come into this world and immediately we are being influenced by negative influencers and negative information, negative influencers that we come into agreement with keep us from living our best life, keep us from advancing our mind and our body and our soul. Well, I have to say the world now today, more than ever in history, is ripe for the creative picking. You know, with the internet like it is, I mean, the you can Google anything. Um, you know, I it was funny, I was talking to someone recently and they talked about having a business mentor and I was sitting there thinking, you know, my mentor has been Google. Because <laughs> you can ask it anything and there's the answer. But I guess I'm just making the point that, you know, all the excuses have been removed. If you want to be a creative person, if you want to pursue the thing that you want to pursue, it's just a matter of doing it. Well, you look around for influence. Don't look around to find something to imitate. Look around for influence. Look around for knowledge and information. Yeah. And then take what you observe to see and retreat into the within of yourself. And from there, Contact your original purpose. Ask yourself the question, why am I here? What makes me unique? How am I different than what I see? Taking the knowledge that you gain from observation of what of life around you. And then open yourself up to imagination. And if you ask those questions, the genius within you will respond. And it might not be instantaneous. But you're going to hold that, that thought form of the question close. And you, you continue to go after it. And you continue to to um, journal expecting to get the answer to the question and it seems like that that a big part of this is going to be your willingness to abide by really no rules of when imagining so just being willing to be have crazy ideas outlandish dreams things that just seem normally would seem totally impossible but allowing yourself to you know not be stunted by age or or past uh, failure, failures or whatever you can think of, but I'm, it just seems like having no rules is, is a big part of this. Yeah, saying no rules is part of getting away from what you're accustomed to. It's disconnecting your expectations from what you're used to seeing. You use the law of kinetic belief by adhering to your imaginations, and as a result, you'll begin to sustain peace and prosperity, mind, body, spirit, and soul. 
Those things that you imagine, the substance of which must respond to fulfill your desire. Again, it's not a respecter of persons. This works for everybody. Your new way of thinking, to imagine, always produces all that matters in the physical. And your life begins to soar to these new heights in every single direction when you change what you imagine. People who knew you, and this is what's always so fun to watch, especially those that have come out to one of our Mastering the Universe classes uh, and, and workshops, and, and I'll hear back from them in a few months and go, man, all, the, all my friends are like, what's, what happened to you? They're going to see something different. And they do want to know what happened. Many think that you are, all of a sudden, maybe you become rather peculiar and a little bit strange because you no longer react to life the way that they do especially those that you're working with. It changes you. You're not changing anything. Change just becomes you. And you begin to speak differently and carry yourself with an expectant bounce in your every step. The quantum universe, it, it actually just gets right in there and strides along with you. And what's happening is the symmetry of particle substance that's upholding all things that are hoped for shows up to change your life. The law of kinetic belief will begin to overtake you in every area of your life. You begin to attract new friends, and they admire you, and they respect you, and they return your unconditional love to you. Your physical body begins to change and redefine itself as you are imagining from these higher places. The, the, uh, it, it's a higher viewpoint. You are seeing yourself holistically, living the life that you've imagined to see. And you're holding those thought forms as a projection of your, your perfected health. And those things you're imagining, the success, again, it just simply becomes you. It transforms you. It's the super on your natural. The Wright brothers, they built and flew the world's first successful airplane. Well, how did they do it? The imagination that they could fly lifted them to success. Why were they like so many other vastly successful people in history, able to accomplish what so many others failed to do. It was the power of kinetic belief. That's what made the difference. The substance of the Wright brothers' belief, it attracted images of a, the stable flying machine that could be controlled and balanced with practice. So while everybody else was working to develop these powerful engines, the Wright brothers had the right imagination and kinetic belief then attracted the substance of their vision to go and fly and the right plane had been manifested into their possession. You see, the substance of, of the Wright brothers' imaginations inspired their those two brothers, their collective understanding of equilibrium and the balance necessary for flight. You also have the right stuff. Everybody has it. Everybody has that on the inside of them created as co-equal, equal creators working in them. And that little thing is called your personal genius. And once you know how to use it, anything that you imagine to desire, it becomes your reality. It changes if it has to come in there and just kick the doors down where you're living and drag you out on the street, kicking and screaming with excitement. It will do that. You are now discovering what many of the world's great authors and musicians, people with Tremendous wealth, athletes, leaders, inventors, philosophical, spiritual leaders, what they've always known. And that's by using the law of kinetic belief for the law of attraction, you can imagine to attract what rightfully belongs to you. Now, perhaps you want to begin your best life by, by just losing weight. 
How, if I could see the show of hands, please. No, I <laughs> <ask> that. <laughs> but if you want to do that, ever notice how most diets require you to count calories or only eat certain foods? I mean, just about all of them. Most dietary disciplines, in fact, they utilize these restrictive concepts that they, they put out in their books and tapes and whatever that deal only with the problem while not only imagining, and this is how you do it, only imagining the desired result. So as a result of that, people yo-yo, they, they're back and forth and back and forth. They lose the weight and they put it back on. They lose the weight and they regain the weight. What's happening? They haven't gone to, to the place of imagining the desired result, only that. Kinetic belief imagines the weight perfected and it attracts the perfected size for you. So your transformation begins to happen to you rather than from your efforts. You're part of the law of attraction. It's actually made simple through guided journaling. You've got to do that. And the best part is that once you are changed, guess what? You're, you're forever changed. You're not going back to the drawing board anymore. Just like an orange tree will never be an apple tree, those who imagine through kinetic belief you can't change your physical health and attract great wealth without um, doing this. And you'll never go back. Good health is good health. It's not bad. Great wealth is just that. It's not sad. You direct your habitual self to become something far greater just by acting through the imagination. And the best part of all of this, and like we always like to say, is it is fun. It's thrilling. <laughs> it's so it really much is. fun. Well, and you get to see that progress too all along the way because before it manifests, your mind starts changing first. And so you can absolutely feel the imaginations that you're harboring and repeating day to day, changing your really yourself from the inside out, which is always really exciting. So you think you're you think you're only waiting for the physical, but it's pretty amazing the m emotional and, and spiritual things that, that change within you before that even shows up. Change your thoughts, change your thinking, and as you journal from the highest viewpoints of what you're expecting to see, that becomes what you actually see. And, and you have to meditate to do this, too. You find a place to, to get off by yourself. And you don't have to do it for, you were pointing this out the other day too, and rightfully so, that you don't have to meditate for a long time. It doesn't take hours of meditation. You could do this just about anywhere. You know, 15 or 20 minutes is a great when you're starting yeah. out. And if you do that uh, in the mornings and uh, just take, take some, get somewhere that's comfortable and take your journal and put it before you mm -hmm. and see that. And then you see it as the, in the present tense and you become grateful that this is the way my life is right now. It's not once I have it that I will be grateful. I'm grateful and excited that it's mine now. Well, yeah, and hours of meditation, I mean, for me, that's just called a nap. When, or either that or you just keep adding cushions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, just have to get more and more comfortable. It's a nap. That's well, right. something that I've really learned from you is, is how to have a moment of quiet meditation, which really is fueling your day-to-day in-and-out thoughts that you're having for the rest of the day. And so it's like if you sort of set the tone with meditation, then it carries over into everything because we do have lives to live. You know, you can't just, I mean, not everyone gets to be a monk, <laughs> you know, just sitting right. there. So I think that's something that you've said before, which I love and, and it's so true. It doesn't take, line, uh, take long to tend to mindfulness. Absolutely. And to become present and to become thankful and grateful and, and to fall in love with yourself just like you are right now unconditionally loving yourself and then be mindful to unconditionally love the whoever is not lovable 
<laughs> you know, and that's the, that's what's unique about this. You don't have to like anybody else, but right. you, you sure better love them. And that's, <laughs> Absolutely. that's a difference. And so you focus on that, meditate on that, and get yourself in the right position and the right place for that, because that's where the calmness and the peace of great expectation and right. imagination can become fertile and take root and grow. Yeah, that's the ultimate balance and and being centered. Um, is imagination alone enough? Um, and I'm, I guess I'm just asking. You mentioned the guided journaling, and we've talked about vision boards and affirmations before. So let's say that you're harboring a very intense imagination for, um, let's say, just your your overall body body health, and you're harboring that imagination. Is the guided journaling, the affirmations, all the physical stuff that you're going to be doing to support that, does that come naturally from the imagination like and I guess I'm just asking do you just pour all of your effort into the imagination and then everything else is natural and just follows suit or do you do the imagination and then sort of by rote also do these these physical things as well yeah you do everything on purpose because in this in the natural world you've got uh, so many influent negative influences around you that are going to tempt you to come off of your the thing mm-hmm. that you're believing to see the imagination that makes sense. and so the imagination is where you begin constructing the blueprint for what for for what you're expecting to see but then you uh, put aggressive kinetic belief toward your imagination you start moving toward that you start you're coming up with these genius ideas, these swarms of thoughts that come to you that you're going to make this call. You're going to go down here. You're opening yourself up to being contacted by an influencer, a positive influencer, you know, conversations. Things begin to happen that you weren't expecting. Yeah. and But you continue to put action toward the thing that you're imagining to see. And that kinetic part of your belief is going to move you toward the thing that you're waiting to manifest. Okay, so it's first, but it also goes hand in hand with these with these other things. It's almost like they're the foundation. They're, they're the right. supporting act <laughs> to, right. to your imaginations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just creating a big splash with all these things going in every direction. You jump from the high board of your imagination and the big splash is your kinetic energy <laughs> And it's your gratefulness and gratitude yeah. and the action and, and all the other things. I love things that. Just going in. into the deep end Just here. Just jump. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Um, you mentioned kinetic, the kinetic part of all this. Um, I want to have a better, a deeper understanding of what role kinetic belief plays in the maintenance, you know, the longevity, maintaining that imagination for a very long time. Not that you're expecting it to take a long time, but I know that I have believed for things before that took many months, um, if not years, and, and that's okay. But at the same time, I mean, maintaining the longevity and the truth and the substance and the power of that imagination through that entire length of time is... Yeah. is I just want to understand that better. Great question. And here's the order of events that come with the imagination. You imagine first to see, then the imagination becomes a conviction. You, and then the conviction that you are imagining to see becomes an article of faith. And the article of faith now is something that you're not going to turn away from. So time is not a factor in any of this. Time belongs to the natural. Time is something that has nothing to do with what you're now doing. In other words, there's not a a length of time that you're going to wait to see anything. Again, remembering you're seeing it and uh, you have gratitude that you have it now in the present tense. As soon as you start the process, and so you're going to hold on to that. And then the kinetic part of this is the part that's going to say that, you know what? I'm not turning to the left or to the right. I will not consider an alternate thought. I will not be double-minded in this. I'm going to stay the course and continue to be grateful for what I imagine to see that I already have. 
When you do this, you're releasing that creative genius on the inside of you that's going to articulate and direct your steps and your path. It's going to open doors and it'll close other doors. And it's going to lead your way from day to day toward the thing that you are imagining gratefully to see come to pass in your life. That's the kinetic inertia part of this. Don't ignore that. Don't sit on your couch and think that it's just going to come to you. No, there are two parts to this. Remember, in quantum physics, there's supersymmetry in the universe. One particle has a subset, another part of that particle. The other part is what you're attracting, and the other part is what you're doing. And so you're putting those two pieces together to recreate the circumstances of your life. At some of the workshops that I, I that you had many, many years ago, when I first started attending those uh, had first met you, something that I really loved is you would always in the teaching give sort of a, not a warning, but you would kind of tell us what to look out for. Um, because like you were just saying, in the physical, there are so many distractions and, and things to sort of throw you off course. So what do you find to be the biggest obst- obstacle um, to these powerful imaginations. That's always really interesting. It's kind of like the person that just has decided that, hey, you know what? I think I'd like to own a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've, never, I've never had one. I'm going to buy a motorcycle. And as soon as you make the decision to buy the, a motorcycle, what's the next thing you notice? That it's like, everyone has one. There's a motorcycle. Oh, there's one. Everybody's got a motorcycle. Yes. And you didn't, you never saw no, that awareness. before. It's that awareness. So here's what happens. As soon as you start becoming aware of, uh, for example, positive source energy, positive, mm-hmm. positive imaginations versus negative source or negative imaginations, negative energy, negative reports, bad reports, uh, rumors of war, terrorism, awful things sickness, doctor, bad reports, all this stuff, negative stuff. As soon as you determine that I'm going to live a positive life and I'm going to expect only good things and I will not focus on the bad anymore. As soon as you do that, Oh my goodness, the tests seem like they're coming from every direction. Every person that you've ever had a conversation with on the phone, it just seemed like, was I that negative? <laughs> Did I really have those conversations before? How do I get away from all that? Yeah. That's the first thing you're going to notice. And that's what's going to challenge you more than just about anything is those so-called awareness tests. But this is the cool thing because just because you are now aware of these as tests, you're going to be able to pass them. And that, that's a great point. And that's what I was trying to get at too, is that, you know, it's the awareness. It's the awareness of the obstacle that allows you to even overcome it in the first place. Kind of like if I'm trying to, you know, be healthier, uh, the first step is to not buy the chips. That's right. <laughs> you know, don't pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Awareness is, is all it's of everything. this. That's why I really recommend that people get the guided journal because mm-hmm. it's going, and I have, I've written a, a book and it's a 100 day guided journal yeah. that'll take you through the process. And, and then I'm holding your intellectual hand every day and inputting more thoughts that you need to consider in order to be able to overcome those negative influencers. And I'm glad that you called it a book because a guided journal can sound, I think, maybe less than it really is. It's really an interactive book. That's right. And it's actually a book that I turned into a guided journal. It's very cool. It's, and it's, um, I love that it's 100 days because I think we're all sort of aware that you can permanently change anything in your life in 100 days. That's <laughs> Maybe right. not a week, but and, definitely and, in a hundred days. And it works, and that's why I call it a one hundred day challenge. Because, and it's just that. Try it. See if it's not if it will not change the rest of your life. And I wrote this book really based on the fundamentals of what was taught to me. I was five years old. 
when someone that cared a lot about me showed up and they taught me the law of attraction, five years old, and it changed my life and it has since then. And uh, so these are the things that I learned and I've learned throughout my life and that I'm teaching through the book. I just I've kind of felt a sense of jealousy with everyone else listening. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, man, like I'm getting this at 30 or 40 or 50. I the, wish I was five. It's never too late. <laughs> no, never too not. late. And it's what a privilege it is to be able to teach what I know. And that's something, too, that you've touched on before, that even if you're just now getting a hold of this truth, um, the law of attraction and, and manifest, manifesting your imaginations is incredibly restorative as well. So even if you feel like you've had some quote lost time, um, I know you've spoken before about how it's really not lost time and you can make up for any, any lost life, uh, or seemingly so at any point. That's right. You know, in the world you lose time, but in quantum physics and in faith in power of belief in the substance of belief and all the world disciplines and religions that understand this, what you're actually doing with kinetic belief in the law of attraction is you're not starting something new today to move forward with. You're actually unbecoming a lifetime of negativity. Going back to the very beginning, this is the only thing that I know of that you can, in the natural, go back in time with. You're going back in time to reclaim the original source for your perfected life, wow. unbecoming a lifetime worth of negative negativity, negative source energy, all those negative influences, those, those things that have robbed you of the best life you were supposed to live. And you could be 90 years old starting today, going back to the beginning to live out the rest of your life. One day in perfected completion is worth many, many lifetimes where you're not. Wow, that's really beautiful. And that word that you used is really sticking out to me reclaim, you know, reclaiming yourself at any point in time at any point in your life is everything. Um, reclaiming yourself. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Reclaiming who you were supposed to be and meant to be finding that perfect purpose within you and not being too afraid to live it, casting down fear and casting down negative imaginations and all those things that are challenging you to, to stop being who you're supposed to be. You know, I have a, as we're wrapping up here, I do have a a really specific question. And it's a question that comes up quite a bit when people are writing in or we're having these conversations with them at events. And it's almost as if we have become stunted in our ability to imagine, wildly imagine, um, a new life, a different life, a better life for ourselves. So like we've said before, you know, people say, well, I think I could imagine $100,000, but I don't know if I could imagine, uh, you know, $10 million. And so what are some questions we can ask ourselves to achieve that high, high level of imagination for our own specific life? And for example, I know that you've even said in the past, you know, if, if money was no object, you know, you had more than enough in every possible direction, what would you be doing? Um, what are some other questions like that? Just how do we activate those really crazy, wild, over-the-top imaginations that, you know, in reality, they're probably the thing that we can actually achieve. It's not that crazy. Well, that's a great question. If you could do anything, what would it be? The problem that most people make when it comes to the question of how much money would you like to have is that that's where they start. And you've got to have a purpose for your desire. You've got to have, it's got to be a more of a holistic approach to it. How, how, what kind of life do you see yourself living? Where do you see yourself living? What, what's surrounding you? you know, that's the holistic approach to this. Rather than just saying, well, I just, I'd like to have a million dollars. Wait a minute. I can think bigger than that. Okay, I want a billion dollars. Well, that won't work. You need a per- you've got to have the whole vision of it and to see yourself in that. Because then without the... 
the detail of the exact number for without a purpose or reason, you won't be able to hold on to that. It'll be like trying to hold a fistful of water. It'll just be here today and gone tomorrow because you didn't have a bigger picture for it. Why do you need the bigger picture? Because that becomes more of an insatiable appetite. It becomes you. You're not just wanting a million dollars. There's you and a million bucks. No, you are the million. You are the billion because it's an expression of life. It's an expression of power. It's an expression of the bigger purpose of you. You're living your purposeful life. And so it's when you come in contact with that, that you can hold that thought from, that's the highest viewpoint for yourself. So you, you don't want perfected health just to be healthy. You want perfected health so you can be, enjoy the wealth so that you can spread it around and unconditionally love friends and family and people around you. And while creating and being an expression of that original purpose for you to even be on the earth. So now all of a sudden, you're able to plug in that number of money, that the amount of money that you're seeing yourself with, because it's part of the bigger picture of you. You're perfecting your health for that, perfecting your wealth. You're advancing your mind, body, and soul all together. One without the others is not a successful life. It's almost like we need to have these imaginations and conjure these imaginations up and then pause and go, okay, make it 10 times crazier. <laughs> make it 10 times greater. Just, just make sure that you are in agreement. And it might be that, you know what, your purpose while you're here in the land of the living is not to have a million dollars. Maybe it's, maybe it's not, has nothing to do with a certain amount of money. Maybe it is just a, uh, just, just enough to, again, your holistic vision for life and whatever that might be, there is a number that is adequate for that. So we're not all the same, you know, because one person aspires to be a billionaire doesn't mean it's the correct thing for you or me. Yeah, it's all unique. Absolutely. Everything is unique. Go back to that unique uh, person on the within, the inside of you, and stop looking for validation. My goodness. And most people want an applause when they walk into the room or to say, (laughs) yep, you're doing the right. That's Sonny boy. That's exactly what I would be doing. So keep right on going, young man. You breathe a sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank God. (laughs) I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. and, And oh, I'm just glad I'm making Pappy happy. (laughs) That's not it. That's not it. You might make Pappy happy, but you never will be. You'll get to the end of your life only to realize you lived Pappy's. (laughs) I lived Pappy's life. And that's that's a sad thing. But that really is an actual, that's actually an incredibly serious point because if you find yourself having, receiving these pats on the back from the average person, you're probably average. Well, if you find yourself receiving them, but even another step, if you find yourself wanting them. Yeah, that's not good. What you receive is neither here nor there. It's what you're desiring that's going to make or break you. Yeah. That will determine if you remain average or not. Probably my favorite theme that has really come through today is I really love little phrases or little things that you can remember forever um, that you can use, you know, just day to day to day. And today what kept coming through for me is that um, imagination is going to be the antidote to average. So if you find yourself feeling average, wanting to fit in, being part of the masses, part of the crowd, not, not you know, uh, living into your unique self, I just love that, okay, instant antidote, imagination. I need bigger, better, more powerful imaginations. That's the answer. Instead of looking around, look within. Yeah. Look around to observe, only to gather information, but not to aspire. You aspire from the within. You aspire from what makes you, you Mm -hmm. do that. If you haven't done it, it's because you are still too fearful to be alone. You're afraid of going off somewhere by yourself because you've gotten your identity all the years of your life from what other people think about you. 
And I have to say, you know, when you are going through these changes and you're sort of metamorphosizing (laughs) into these things that you're desiring, you know, be prepared for your, you know, the people that you hang around, the social things that you're doing, be prepared for this to change. That's right. Because it's not like it's going to change forever, but at least in that process, or well, maybe it will change You want forever. it to change. Desire change. Yeah, you, you want, want it to. You want your life always to be advancing. Yes. Your life, and you might be listening to this thing, and you're thinking, well, gosh, I have a pretty good life right now. Family's great. Marriage is good. Like my work, like my job. Uh, my health is good. I go to the gym, work out, got plenty of money. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. That's fantastic. You've got a great baseline. All right, let's start from there. You need to roll up your sleeves and not remain average relative to yourself anymore. The purpose for existence for you, my friend, is to advance your mind, your body, and your soul to become better tomorrow than you are today. Great, good for you. I'm happy for you, but become an example for for the you of yesterday. Hmm. Show the rest of us just how fantastic life can be, not only now, but as we move beyond and go off into the cosmos, wherever <laughs> we're headed from here. I Look, love that. for centuries now, many of the world's inventors and leaders and those who have of great wealth, they've also known their, that their imaginations will produce things. And so the question is, why hasn't this been common knowledge? Why is it that most of the world is still suffering from being average? Most of the elite and the successful, have, they rarely talk or write about what I'm talking about here today. They don't ever talk about why, that there is a substance to belief which manifests into the things that they've been hoping for. Text from the Bible written 2,000 years ago says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's evidence of things not seen. Now, think about Isn't that remarkable? Think about it. 2,000 years ago, they were writing about the quantum substance of belief attracting the things of imaginations. How exciting is it to be living during a time when researchers, using technology that didn't previously exist, they've discovered in the quantum physics laboratory what many of the world's greatest achievers have known about using kinetic belief in order to attract what they were desiring. Every single imagination that you adhere to and that you rely on as a fact that you've been journaling and holding as a thought form, including the judgments that you make and that you imagine to observe, all of those... By doing that, you release a creative power that will continually change the world in which you are living. So the thing that will always be real to you are the things that you continue to imagine to be true. Yes, there is a tendency for the philosophical to peruse the conscience for new discoveries. That's the tendency of that. But while examining themselves for enlightenment... Most don't typically think of their bodies as being made of atoms and protons and electrons that react to their imaginations. The surprise gift of quantum physics here in the 21st century has opened a new frontier for predetermining the destination of humanity, both collectively and individually. So the journey of advanced enlightenment, hey, you know what? It's now underway. We are in it right now. We're seeing it. We're living it. We're breathing it. Not only are we in it, but we understand what we're in. Gosh darn it, that's exciting. You see, the discovery of energy attracting mass as defined by the imagination, it has profound implications. Think about it. 
The same substance that reacted to a pre-universal imagination by extracting over a hundred billion galaxies from a primordial substance of creative thought, the quantum knowledge of that creative bang also assimilates our imaginative expectations now into a reality that we can read about and talk about, and we can see test results that reveal what we're talking about. According to the Higgs boson discovery, you were created from energy mass plus one God particle. That's the same kinetic belief that created the planet that we're living on. And it's identical to the force that we use to attract what we imagine. You can't listen. You can always have exactly what you want. You will always have exactly what you believe to have and believe to see. The substance to each of your kinetic beliefs. It will always attract what you believe every single time. There are no exceptions. And, and just like the law of gravity will always cause an object to fall toward the ground, the law of kinetic belief will always attract to produce for you. Wow, listening to all that, it really gives you the sense that we're living in some sort of golden age of of philosophy and and quantum discovery and it all mixing in together and proof because you know it made me think about einstein who you know when he developed the theory of relativity he he, he basically said well i can't prove it <laughs> <laughs> but they've recently proven it That's right. you know but how exciting right. for us to be in this age of proving these things out which back up our belief yeah fantastic what a time to live this is and you know what you know here's the thing too people guess what you are running out of excuses (laughs) (laughs) you're running out of excuses now all you have if you're listening if you're watching if you're reading if you're paying attention at all you're going to catch hold of this yeah You, you just will and i think that there is a purpose for enlightenment and i think that it's part of the creative design of all is that we are all now experiencing enlightenment different levels but it's now now is the time it's now. Carl Sagan said, imagination will often carry us to worlds that never were, hmm. but without it, we go nowhere. <laughs> right. Without it, they never would be. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it, you know, and there's really no better way to live. And I don't think that's just a biased opinion because I live that way. That's right. <laughs> but, but there really isn't because I don't know of another, um, uh, school of thought where you're constantly in the driver's seat of your life and something that we were discussing earlier that was really interesting and i think notable is that we can't forget the fact of how special we are as beings you know we are the only thing that was created in the image of our creator and i thought that was a wonderful conversation to you know we know it but to be reminded of it to be reminded of not just how unique you are but as a as a ray as a a species we are so special and so unique and there's no nothing like us here's the thing we are all advancing toward perfected completion that means we should have there's positive anticipation in that Mm -hmm. optimism optimism is happiness And so, to your point, this should be fun and exciting. (laughs) It is because we're optimistic, because we know what's possible. We know that we're advancing. I mean, look historically. You know, we're not not back in the 1200s or 1300s. (laughs) These aren't the dark ages. (laughs) We're not in a cave rubbing sticks together trying to find warmth. Right. Right. Enlightenment, imagination has advanced humanity (laughs) to where we are now. But where we are now, we're just cave people. Compared right. to where we will be in a thousand yeah. years, but it will it will be us. We're not going to. This is not the end of it. 
for goodness sakes. Get off of that bandwagon if you're on it. When you leave the natural, you're going to continue on. Your soul continues advancing toward perfected completion. But you can do that while you're here in the land of the living. That's what's so exciting. So we aren't depressed anymore. We're not sad anymore. And We're optimistic with yes. happiness. And that's so good because just acknowledging, you know, acknowledge the time you live in. Acknowledge how special you are as a as a being that can create, as really the only being that can create. Um, other than your creator and you know we're not back in the dark ages I mean it was just a few hundred years ago if you had a cold they'd be like well here's some cocaine and some leeches <laughs> right good luck and guess what <laughs> they were always they were relieved saying oh uh, I'm so thankful that we have cocaine and leeches now we are enlightened <laughs> we, and we have advanced <laughs> because we used to just cut ourselves <laughs> right <laughs> oh my that's silly well and it's interesting too because again uh, we had this conversation earlier and it was so fascinating we also talked about just the exponential um, quality to the enlightenment that we're having in this day and age. So, you know, you, one discovery is leading to thousands as opposed to mm-hmm. one leading to two. Correct. And which is just exciting. It's That's just right. exciting. You know, you ought to get out of bed earlier every day than than you did the day before, just because you're thinking about these things and you can't wait to get back to your journaling again. Yes. And, and today is better than it was yesterday mm-hmm. because you're living the good things you've been talking about and you're experiencing those good things that you've been imagining to see. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Like, just like you said on yesterday's episode that your reality is your imagination. Your, what you're imagining is more real than the things that you can touch and see and feel. That's right. What you are observing to see and imagining and believing to see, that is the real thing. And you affirm that and you say it and you journal it and you believe it and don't turn from what you're expecting to see. And and that's that's the thing. You can't think opposite when you're saying the, the positive thing. Affirmations are just as important as your gratitude and your imagination and those things that you're holding on to to see. Yes. Let's, let's do some affirmations right now. Okay. I want to go ahead and jump into it. While let's do I, it. My blood's flowing. I'm, my heart's going. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm with you. I'm about to come out of my chair. Okay, yeah. everybody let's, together now. Say this. Say, imagination flows naturally. Imagination flows naturally. Into all of my endeavors. Into all of my endeavors. Imagination sparks my inspiration. Imagination sparks my inspiration. Imagination comes naturally to me. Imagination comes naturally to me. My imagination is abundant with creativity. My imagination is abundant with creativity. Imagination in my life inspires me to create. Imagination in my life inspires me to create. I have an imagination for great ideas. I have an imagination for great ideas. I am inspired by my imagination. I'm inspired by my imagination. I enjoy my supernatural imagination. I enjoy my supernatural imagination. I wake up with imaginative ideas every single day. I wake up with imaginative ideas every single day. The natural beauty of of my imagination ensures my creativity. Say that again. The natural beauty of my imagination. <laughs> the natural beauty of my imagination ensures my creativity. Ensures my creativity. A lot of syllables there. I make art in beauty. I make art in beauty with my hands. With my hands and from my imagination. And from my imagination. I gift the world. I gift the world through my creative imagination. Through my creative imagination. I am in the creative flow. I'm in that creative flow. And I'm exploding. And I'm exploding with great imagination. With great imagination. I have an endless supply. I have an endless supply of imaginative. Of imaginative creativity. Creativity. Beautiful. Wow. This today was just awesome. Very, uh, 
just great reminders, you know, I mean, new information, but being reminded about the power of imagination and how important it is to, to have imaginations that are really even beyond your wildest dreams. That's, so cool. That's so, so exciting. Yeah, we just unfurled the secret to rising above average. Yes. Poured it out. Yeah. That's it. That, there is no other secret. That is it. It's your imagination. Your imagination is the ladder to climb up above the treetops yeah. so you can see as far as your event horizon will allow you I to love see. The, I love that concept that your imagination is going to be the cure. You know, it's going to be the antidote to mediocrity, to average. Sometimes we are blinded by the noise. We can't see beyond the, the contradictions. We can't here we can't feel our way out of the the negative source information and all the bad news and reports and the 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 judgments and the condemnation often self-inflicted yeah people are brutal on themselves usually they'll carry something that maybe a parent said to them that was negative from childhood the parent could even be long gone by now but you're still carrying those those words of condemnation with you and they're you've got them on the quick draw and you're beating yourself up unnecessarily, devouring your best life through condemnation and judgment. Mm. The imagination is the escape hatch. Yeah. That's the way to freedom. And I love that this is such a tool for our life, you know, our, our life journey, really. Because, you know, even if you have like what seems like a perfect life, then all of a sudden you have a weird chemical imbalance to deal with that you makes you feel sad for literally no reason or hormonal. I mean, our bodies are these crazy liquid biological nut houses. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on in our bodies, but these are tools. You know, these are tools I love that we can sort of cling to the imaginations, the, the journaling, the vision that you're keeping in front of you. Turn your life around with imagination. Yeah. You lose the job and they come take the car. Imagine your way out of that. Yeah, and it will show up. That's the cool thing. It does show up. You will be the first person. If you do this, it will it will work for you. You will be the first person it doesn't work for, and that person will never exist because the original bias for the universe didn't see that person existing. Mm -hmm. You were imagined with the ability to be successful. Therefore, you are. So receive it. Unbecome all those things that say you cannot be. Go back to the beginning. Start all over again. And receive your best life. And like you always say, if you're willing to stand forever, you'll never stand for long. That's correct. Perfect. And you can find out more to go along with this at kineticbelief.com. Absolutely. Kineticbelief.com is the website. It's got all of the great resources there. And make sure you follow Steve on Instagram. That's going to be at Stephen Canyon. This has been wonderful. Hey, and you know what? If you've got any questions about some of the things you've heard us talking about here today, shoot us an email at kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. I'll be more than happy to see to it that you get an answer. Yeah, I know you love back. hearing from people. It's love fun. engaging with the listeners. Thanks, everybody, for listening, by the way. Hey, and, and <laughs> also keep up with our events calendar, and we may be doing one of our uh, brunches, podcast brunches near you, or you could be coming out to one of the Mastering the Universe workshops. Those are always a blast, and they absolutely will change your life and, so and powerful. Give you a, put you in a, a quick start uh, position for yeah. just like a rocket taking off out of there. I always think of those, yeah, absolutely as a boost. You know, it's sort mm -hmm. of like this huge infusion I always know that when, when after those we, I always know that we, you and I, we have a, a lot of uh, uh, difficulty slowing down in the evening. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see often see two or 
or three o'clock in the morning, we're still like all jacked up. But from, we've heard, but we've spoken with other people and they're the same way. Like you yeah. get so jacked up at the event that, you know, just keep going till tomorrow. Who don't needs, worry about who it. Who needs sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining <laughs> to never sleep again. <laughs> That's so much fun. Uh, well, this has been really great and cannot wait for tomorrow, which... I, it seems like we're going to be talking about space time and, and quantum theory. And, and, sure. Oh. Let's get into some quantum mechanics tomorrow. Let's talk about what's real and what's not real. Oh, my goodness. I'm pretty excited about that. That's one of my favorite topics. Oh, Love it. great. See okay. you back tomorrow, okay? See you then. Okay, thanks. Bye.